invite you to rise as we hear our scripture reading from Genesis chapter 3. To Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you. And you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Here ends our lesson. You may be seated. Who likes to dust? I don't see any hands going up. It is a tedious task, is it not? And as soon as you get done, there's more dust. And you have to go right back to it. So, I just don't dust. But what is that stuff? What is that that gathers on top of our furniture and around our homes and in our workplaces? What, what is that fine gray matter? Well, it's a variety of things. Dust is made up of plants, dust pollen, hair particles, fibers from clothes and furniture, pet dander. Come to my house if you want to see a lot of dust from pet dander. Dead skin, yes. Not as much as we might think, but yes. And finally, good old-fashioned dirt from the outside. Dirt that settles in, that blows around, and that settles on top of our furnishings. There are even particles of space dust that fall upon us a few times a day. Speaking of space, it's full of dust. Relatively speaking, I mean. A cube about 100 meters by 100 meters by 100 meters contains about 20 particles of dust. That doesn't sound like a whole lot until we think about it this way. The earth and all of the other objects that exist in the solar system, for example, came together from dust and debris that began to coalesce around our sun. And so all that is within our solar system is dust, just mushed together. So you could say, we live on a giant dust bunny. In the Genesis 2 creation story, it says this in verse 7. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground. Man, or Adam in Hebrew, is closely linked to the word Adama, 
which is ground. And so there's a definite correlation here between Adam, man, and Adama, ground. The ground is where we grow our food. When a person is steadfast in their beliefs, we say they are grounded. And when we die, we return to the ground. In the story of the fall that comes in the next chapter, Genesis chapter 3, God tells Adam the consequences of his disobedience. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since that's where you were taken from. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Any Kansas fans out there? Yeah, all right. (laughs) All we are is dust in the wind. Or uh, Bill and Ted, as they made their awesome journey back in time and had a philosophical conversation with Socrates, said this. All we are is dust in the wind, dude. Dust, wind, dude. Ah, ah, himes, uten ano, blankoniotos, fu. Ha, ha. Not sure if that's where we got the idea for that soap opera, but but it's true, isn't it? From from this Genesis story, talking about man, mankind, humankind being formed from the dust of the ground, God forms it, molds it out of the ground, and we are formed out of the dust. And it's back into that dust, back into that ground, that God says to Adam is where you will return. But a really cool thing happens in that story of creation. From Genesis chapter 2, God forms Adam out of the dust of the ground, and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Let's, let's take a look at that for a moment, that word breath, or neshama in Hebrew. Another Hebrew word for breath is ruach, which also happens to be my Xbox gamer tag. It can mean spirit or wind. In Genesis 1.1, it says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the darkness of the deep. And the spirit, the ruach, the wind, the breath of God 
that's hovering over the waters. This breath, this ruach of God is a, is a creative force bringing life. So when God breathes into the motionless form that he had molded out of the dust of the ground, that creation made of dust and dirt begins to live and is Adam, man. Two of the most sacred moments in life, I believe, are when a person takes their first breath and their final breath. Parents, you can probably agree with me on, on that with your children. I remember so well my boys, both of them, their first cry, those first breaths that they took, being thankful for that breath of life. But I also remember vividly being at my grandfather's bedside as he drew his last breath. And I remember being overwhelmed in that moment by the awesomeness of that moment, by, by the sheer decades that my grandfather had lived and what he had seen and experienced in his life, his 87 years. And I felt humbled to be in that moment, to be there with him, to be witnessing this last breath that was drawn. Though it was difficult and sad, it was at the same time humbling and holy. God breathes into us the gift of life. And by the same token, if that breath of God is taken away, we die. In Job chapter 34, it says, if it were his intention, God's intention, and he withdrew his spirit and breath, all humanity would perish together, and mankind would return to the dust. We are alive, living, breathing, experience the goodness of this life because of that breath of God. Ash Wednesday, tonight, it's a time for us to ponder our mortality, to remember that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. Psalm 90 reminds us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. We could go through life, can't we, forgetting or ignoring the fact that our earthly days are numbered, that our life has an end point. We don't know what that is, but for sure it's coming. We forget this. That is until we are confronted with a tragedy or a loved one's death. In the same manner, how easy it is for us to take for granted the breath of life. So I invite you, right now, just sitting there comfortably, put your hand in front of your mouth. Breathe in. 
breathe out. And feel that gift, that breath of life, that breath of God. And give thanks for that gift. Pastor Tammy, um, in the March spiritual vitality practice, has a breath prayer. And so this is much the same thing, where you're breathing in and breathing out. And that as a way of a connection to God, a connection to, to that breath that we have within us that we can take for granted, but to use that as a way to connect with God and to be grounded too. And so I encourage you to try that. It's in this month's newsletter. And there's also copies. I have a few out on the welcome booth. In a few minutes, we will invite you to come forward to receive the mark of the cross in ash. And as you do, you'll hear those words spoken by God to Adam. You are dust, and to dust you will return. This is a moment not only to reflect on our mortality, but on God's goodness as well. This is a moment to remember that God wills to bring us life into the grittiness and the griminess that can sometimes be our existence. God breathes his healing, creative, hope-indwelling power. I want to close with a a poem by author Jan Richardson, which can be found in her book, Circle of Grace, a book of blessings for the season. And this also is back there on the welcome booth. The prayer practice is on one side and this poem is on the other. And so I invite you um, to pick one of those up. This poem is called Blessing the Dust. All those days you felt like dust, like dirt, as if all you had to do was turn your face toward the wind and be scattered to the four corners, or swept away by the smallest breath, as insubstantial. Did you not know what the Holy One can do with the dust? This is the day. We freely say, we are scorched. This is the hour we are marked by what has made it through the burning. This is the moment we ask for the blessing that lives within these ancient ashes. That makes its home inside the soil of the earth, this sacred earth. So let us be marked, not for sorrow, and let us be marked not for shame. Let us be marked not for false humility or for thinking we are less than we are. But let us be marked for claiming what God can do within the dust, within the dirt 
within the stuff of which the world is made and the stars that blaze in our bones and the galaxies that spiral inside the smudge we bear. Amen.